Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today we are back with you. We're talking about some new metal. We're talking about a band we have not mentioned in a while, but we've done them twice on the show. Third time's the charm, right? It's Nothing Face and their album Violence. We're going to get all in to this Nothing Face situation, talk about this album, talk about these songs. It's going to be something else. But before we get into that, we've got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? More importantly, Jenny, who's festing? Oh, so many people are festing. The first who's festing is going to be Rocklahoma. Uh, 2020, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Rock. Ah, uh, yes. There it is. Mm-hmm. Jenny, these headliners. Oh, yeah, boy. Five Finger Death Punch, Stained, and Slipknot. Uh, we got Papa Roach, Anthrax, Alter Bridge, Motionless and Whites in there, Body Count. You'll love to see that. Hell yeah. Who else is in here? All That Remains. Jenny, your guy Jelly Roll is going to be there. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank God. I don't remember who Jelly Roll is. Wasn't Jelly Roll that like white southern rapper that you liked that did hip hop or something like that that you told us about? <laughs> is his name think... Jelly Roll? No? Am I thinking of somebody uh, else? I mean, it will come as no surprise to our listeners that things just fly right out of my brain once I say <laughs> them, but I, I don't believe it was Jelly Roll that I brought up. Mm. But it could have been. I'm okay. not ruling that out. <laughs> All right. Well, May 22nd, 23rd, and 24th in prior Oklahoma, Rocklahoma is going to happen. And you heard that lineup. It's going to be rocking. It definitely is going to be rocking. I mean, looking, I, I always like to see we got these guys in the little font at the bottom with names like Fist of Rage, 90 Pound Wrench. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Chaotic resemblance. Chaotic resemblance. That's where I was going too. Ooh, and and then I almost didn't see this at the bottom. The whole thing hosted by Eddie Trunk. There you go. If you're an get Eddie fun. Trunk fan, get, get in fun. there. Get out. Get there. in there. Get in. Yeah. And then uh, it's not done. It's Rock USA. Rock USA. July 16th through the 18th in Oshkosh, Jenny. This lineup. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. We've got some uh we got some repeats here, but now we're talking. We got a headliner's Limp Biscuit, Rob mm. Zombie, Slipknot, we got Pop Roach again, uh Hailstorm again, The Pretty Reckless again, Hell Yeah again, Anthrax again. Yeah. It looks pretty It's pretty solid. There's a bit of overlap. I noticed we got Ice Cube, which is pretty cool. Of Mice and Men, Fever 333, Knocked Loose, Attila, Escape the Fate, Amur. So we got a lot of new boys in there. And then I notice way down, the font is way small. And I'm going to be honest, I feel like this font should be bigger. ICP. What? Yeah. Even smaller and I think should be bigger. Islander. Yeah. It's super small down at the bottom. That doesn't make sense. 
Get them up there. I've never heard of Stick to Your Guns, but I've heard of Islander. I've heard of Stick to Your Guns. Okay. Because wow. I'm awesome. Oh. I sti- what, what, <laughs> That's what, what, why. Because I'm what awesome. Is, what does Stick to Your Guns sound like? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Just you I've just, heard of them. Oh, you've heard of them. Got it. Got it. Stick got to it. Your Guns to me, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Stick to Your Guns is probably like kind of a, a posy hardcore situation well let's find out together this is the number one played song on spotify by stick to your guns nobody so far i feel good about my guess Way more melodic than I would have thought. It's like I was a wrong. Very melodic, Pennywise. <sighs> Maybe I'm not awesome. <laughs> mm. I don't. I'm Jenny- gonna have to go to Oshkosh for Rocklahoma. <laughs> Oshkosh is where they have like the big like flight thing, right? Isn't there some very important like flying event there? In Oshkosh? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that's an Oshkosh. A flight show. A flight show. You mean like the the Blue Angels or something like that? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. There's Who's gonna be louder? Them them jets or motherfucking Avatar? Great cue. Not one I can answer. <laughs> I'm really feeling knocked down by this whole stick to your gun situation. Oh man. Well, <laughs> Either way, I, I got to say of these two lineups, I, I think Rock USA is a little more up my alley if I were to go to one. I mean, Limp Bizkit, come on. That that seals the deal right there. So um, so check those out. RockUSAOshkosh.com. Get those ticks. And uh, you know what, guys? We got some feedback from our hacktivist episode. Hacktivist. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Matt just was Hacktivist activated. feedback. I'm like, wait a minute. That was like months ago many yeah, months yeah yeah uh lars says matt Nas singing or rapping over instrumental intros <laughs> or interludes has by far become my favorite part of the show i still chuckle when i think about the baritone crooning of i guess it's time to do this a preacher in a coffin <laughs> the part from vermilion part two by slipknot <laughs> i forgot that i did that and i re-listened to it and i was like yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> and, but let me just be because you're awesome. I'm awesome. I'm also a tremendously uh, hardcore fan of myself. Right. Well, that's so, fine. Uh, Matt, real, recognize real. I was delighted. Um, <laughs> and taking a step back in humility, I really appreciate that because I love doing it, and I try not to do it on every song. You just just when it needs it, just when it needs that extra Nas touch. Marco said officially from today to eternity, Hacktivist has the third singer, Matt Nas. So congrats. Once again, a really pleasant episode, respectful of my ears, body, and soul, even when I don't like an album like today. Nothing new and interesting to me. At this point, better to better to first album of Entry Shikari. At least something interesting there is. Waiting for the next one. Cheers. 
Thank you, Marco. Thank you. Matt Murphy says, listening to this album made me temporarily dislike music as a whole. Mm. Hey, mm. it happens. Right. Yeah. I'd rather listen to Stained Whining vaguely than hear a British guy rapping over even the chunkiest of riffs. Grime is the payback we got for becoming an independent country, and I must say, too far. Hot takes. Hot takes. Thank you very much, but Matt. But respectful. Oh, yes. Yeah. A, a good hot take. A good hot take. Jax Lawson says, I was really distracted by the one rapper's excessively loud inhaling. Just me? I, I You know what? I just figured my man's got to breathe, you know? And he's going to be spitting a lot, so I, I let it slide. But I could see how that could be annoying. All right. Garrett says, just listen to this one. Two tracks in, I'm thinking, yeah, these guys are the opening act for Enter Shikari. Then, sure enough, two tracks later, my boy Rao shops up Rue. Rue, Rao, whoever you are, pops up with a guest vocal. I don't know if you guys do any off-duty listening these days, but I'd highly recommend Enter Shikari's discography in chronological order. They're not new metal. Definitely some kind of core. Beepy boopy core? Who knows? They're pioneers. They do it all. Boops, whoops, wubs, chugs, moody boys, rapping, screaming, singing, Muppet voices, breakdowns, that thing where the singer loses his shit and the rest of the band tell him to calm the fuck down, like Chef and Meatloaf and Tonight is a Night for Love. Do yourself a favor, winking smiley face, and YouTube link. I gotta say... You roped me in with Muppet voices. <laughs> you really did. You really did. Um, he the song he linked to is uh, I'm trying to get it to load up here. It is uh, Gandhi mate Gandhi live in London, February 2012. Uh, so he's linking to a live video. I don't know. I, I I like the question if we ever do any off duty listening, like or if we just stop listening to music and <laughs> only listen to music for this show. I I feel like I've listened to like a enter shikari album and i couldn't find a entry point if that makes sense like sometimes you put a band on and you're just like where do i fit in here? what did i miss what did i miss what am i doing here so maybe that's the chronological order thing maybe i've got to start with album one so maybe maybe i'll, I'll, I'll dip in see what's going on i mean Boops, whoops, wubs, chugs, moody boys, rapping, screaming, singing, Muppet voices, breakdowns. Quite a lineup of things they've got going on there over in Enter Shikari. Well, thank you so much. And that is it for Who's Tweeting. Keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. A quick correction on our live episode. I asked if we had done a 36 Crazy Fist episode. Jenny, you said no. I couldn't remember. You moved on. We have been notified. We most definitely did do a 36 Crazy <laughs> Fist episode. I went back and they were right. I do not remember. <laughs> uh, we've done so many that I straight up do not remember making this episode. Neither do I. So. I was saying earlier, like, we're at a point where the episodes do somewhat wash over you. You have You have moments that you remember. Like, you're never going to forget my ticket home. You're never going to forget dropping plates. You're never going to forget the knot. <laughs> Two out of 180-some episodes. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time... You never who, forget Queef Talk. You, you never know. forget no. Queef Talk. Absolutely not. Maybe we needed more crazy fists. Maybe 36 was... Yeah, maybe 36 isn't enough. 
Yeah. Uh, but thank you, everyone who was on it to let us know. Thank you. <laughs> we, we hear you. All right. Well, it's time to talk about the album of the week, you guys. Violence by Nothing Face. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on September 5th, 2000. Whoa, thick of it. Yeah. Yeah, that is the thick of it. How about that? Uh, Jenny, uh, any history with this album by Nothing Face? And if you can recall your previous experience with Nothing Face. I think we are pretty clear that I can't recall anything previous. <laughs> so I'm just going to stick with, I don't remember. Uh, but no, I don't have any experience with this record, though I do recognize the album cover. How about you, Lauren? Yeah, uh, I have no uh, history with this album, but the album cover was immediately recognizable. So I must have been just passing it, passing it on the racks in the record store. And just never given it the time of day. Matt Nas. Definitely going to be a first listen for me on this record. And um, the only experience I have with Nothing Face is what we've done on the show. I remember them being having some real serious subjects. Real, real bad stuff. Real bad things happening to the lead singer. Getting it out there. Clearing his soul. Well, Matt. Bad things are con- going to continue to happen. <laughs> oh, no. This guy. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll get into it. So, Jenny, on this album, who's in Nothing Face? Reading from the back of the album, we've got Matt Holt on screams, threats, curses, and verses. Bill Gall on bass noises, samples, and keyboards. Tom Maxwell on guitar molestations. Uh, Chris Houck on drums and percussion and introducing Tommy Sickles on drum and production as well. There you go. Production on the album by Drew Mazurek. Uh, no hyperlink on the old Wikipedia for him. So got to do a quick Google just to see what Drew's history is. And um, on his all music... It shows him working with bands like Dawn of the Goblin. Good. Oh, he did mixing on Linkin Park's Meteora. Whoa. There you go. Cool, cool. Yeah, most of the bands, though, that he works with here, I do not recognize. Um, oh, he worked with a friend of the show, Daniel Terry's favorite band, Zao, on their album, Legendary. And I uh, worked with Hell Yeah. But yeah, most a uh, lot of indie bands that I'm not uh, familiar with. Oh, he did some mixing on a Guar record. Jenny, what are our, uh, what type of genre tags we got for this bad boy? We have new metal, alternative metal, and heavy metal. There you go. And uh, I have a physical copy of the album here. This front cover, of course, we have um, what looks to be, I'd say, is that a cartoon? Of a woman's eyes, looking yeah, very surprised. Yeah, that's illustrated. Yeah, and uh, when kind you open, pu- it's kind of like a pulp yeah. cover, but they just focused in on the eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you open up these liner notes, at first it seems like, oh, these are pretty typical liner notes. Nothing, nothing crazy here. But then as you go, they get crazier and more disjointed, and the fonts change, and they start to get more scrambled, and then they start to look like ransom notes. And they get crazier and crazier to the point where they are just straight up 
unreadable to the point where yeah it just seems like and then you get you get a, another shot of this woman's shocked face and then on the back cover with all of the credits is a silhouette of a man trying to stab another man jenny you were looking at this and you were saying before we started recording that um your understanding of knife play he is doing the wrong type of stabbing it i I was once told that if you're if you're to hold a knife, you should hold it toward the I guess the back of your arm. That is to say, like hold it almost upside down from what you would think you'd want to hold the knife. That way, somebody can't turn the knife on you and stab you with it. And this silhouette, it looks like he's holding the knife all wrong. So far, I've never stabbed anybody. I've also never been stabbed. Never okay. been in a situation where I had to use this knowledge. And I hope it stays that way. Mm-hmm. Also, but- it looks like he's trying to do the psycho killer stab from above when everybody knows what you're supposed to do is slash. Right. <laughs> everybody knows. It's a classic knife 101. You don't come in like Jason. You come in with slashes, so if they're reaching for you, you cut them. You know, I got a lot of notes for this cartoon stab man. <laughs> I actually learned that from Jim Varney via How Did This Get Made? Interesting. In an earnest film, or before an earnest film, like he was recorded talking about knives or something, and they were like, I don't know why anybody would, would stab. The answer is slashing. <laughs> There you go. You know what I mean, Bird? I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice this. The mixer on this album, a boy we know well, David Bottrill. Oh, the trill is gone. There he is. Bottrill is back. Um, this record, Jenny, positive reviews, but did not experience mainstream popularity, selling only 87,000 copies in the United States. Seven thousand more than us. That's exactly right. That's true. The band, though, they described the album as the soundtrack to the end of the world. But uh, the Morning Call, which is a, a newspaper from Allentown, Pennsylvania, described the album as whatever metal. Ooh. But and we were sent. I, I I'm certain we've seen this. VH1 ranked this album fourth on their list of the twelve most underrated new metal albums. I'm certain that list was sent to us. Um, yeah. CMJ included it in their best loud rock albums of 2000, calling it a complex collection of stellar songs with a flesh-slicing, hate-infused edge, the year's finest heavy with melody album. Flesh-slicing. There you have they it. They know how to handle a knife. They do. They know how to handle. Yeah, so that's the record. Oh, this was a big thrift. Pick this bad boy up. From the book Music Exchange in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky, for a sweet four dollars and twenty-four cents. Ooh, big thrift! That's a big thrift. It was definitely a big thrift. I gotta say, whatever we say about this album, this album cover, it gets it done. I mean, it didn't get it done for enough for me to pick it up and buy it when it initially came out, but it is very striking. Probably one of the better album covers that we've encountered. I'd, I'd say. Now we can uh, take our hats off to Benjamin Wheelock, who did the art design. Good job, Ben. It's really good. Good job. Um, 
and we'll just assume that somebody in the band was like, let me give you this stabby silhouette. <laughs> he may have done that too. He may have. They they can't all make it in the goal. <laughs> As the old sports saying goes. That is the old saying, indeed. All right. Well, uh, we've talked genre tags. We've talked producer. We've talked about who's in the band. We've talked all about knives. I think it's time to dive into this bad boy. All right, let's do it. The first track is called Make Your Own Bones. gotta pull it down but boy oh boy i wanted to hear all of that matt i think you'd agree we are rocking we are most certainly <laughs> rocking and i have to say that's a hot open Ooh, matt's giving that a hot open jenny thoughts on make your own bones uh i would agree with hot open i like it it's heavy obviously they're upset um <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I mm. thought the vocals, I thought it sounded really good. I enjoyed the vocals. Lots of fuck yous. Yeah. I, oh, you yeah. you got to be in the mood for it. You I have to do. say. First yes. time I listened, I was like, all right. But then today, I got like a rare level of mad for me where I was like super pissed like I swore at someone at work because I was so mad, which I don't ever do. Whoa! And then, like, I listened to this again when I was at the gym, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this, this is what this is for." Yeah, I was like, "I get it." <laughs> so, uh, yes, I agree. Hot open. Yeah, I noticed we had some chug meeting a little bit of Tool Town. I wrote very angry vocals, and uh, but also this production very crisp. I mean, you can hear everything. Not muddy at all. Botrel on the mix. Botrel on the mix. Uh, it seemed to be about um, possibly a sycophant. Um, nothing faces like stop hanging off us. Yeah, lots of good fuck yous in this song. 
songmeanings.com. We're gonna we're gonna be on a journey with song meanings tonight. We're gonna we're gonna see some things. We're gonna hear some things. The comment I liked was from Man with the Meat Hook, who said, "To me, this song is a big fuck you to all stupid, mindless bastards that think they got something over everybody else." Nothing face is here to fucking stay. Very powerful. That was true for a while. For a while. Jenny, yeah. did you have any favorite comments from this first um, one? Um I I just appreciated all of the the energy around the fuck you. Um Grin and Villain Six says the song is basically taking a stand against all the people that think they're hard asses and know better than everyone else. They think they know everything about them also. This is a big fuck you out to those people. The opening riff to this song hits you like a brick. Fucking awesome. Could I get a read on that chorus? Because it was my first time hearing it and I couldn't make everything out. It's everything you know about. You say it's true. But still I know about your ways. So fuck you. But still you've done it everything. Well, I've done it twice. But there's something else that's coming. So hold your breath. <laughs> hold your breath oh hold boy. your breath hold your breath oh boy i mean track one on the album violence living up to the name already a mission statement <laughs> indeed uh jenny what's the second song called second song it's called bleeder Nothing Face definitely on the attack on this record, but I uh, I feel like I enjoy the vocals better when they're screamed than when they're sung. How do we feel about that? You will hear no argument from, I don't think either of us. Oh, no, no, no. It, it, it feels, especially with like that first track set in a tone, when I get this, it feels like a pullback. Mm-hmm. But the like the driving force of that song is very forward. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're going for it. I was waiting until the verse before I activated a pit mm-hmm. because I was like, this could go either way. And like when they dropped it out and it was just the bass, I was like, this is the moment of truth for the song. I was like, it's either going to fucking rip from here or it's going to do what it did. And they did it incredibly well. 
and it was a mild changing and I was still like, I'm fine. I'm not, I, I did not have the usual reaction that I have when that happens in a song. And I think that speaks to the band and the song craft. Mm-hmm. Jenny. Uh, I agree. Light changing. Not the end of the world. No. At this uh, point, I think we're getting immune to the chainsy. I mean, beat you into submission. That's right. Keep getting inoculated. I don't I can't even hold the knife the right way. <laughs> and it's useless with chains anyway. It just keeps right, getting just, stuck in there. Keep uh, breaking tips on <laughs> knives. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I agree. I much prefer the screams. Um, but I feel like with this album i noticed a lot that like the the hotness kind of comes in later in the song like Mm. you gotta you gotta stay you gotta stay with it because it'll come for you toward the end this one though it was an interest it was an interesting like juxtaposition to the first song um Mm -hmm. this one apparently is about a woman and boy oh boy (laughs) oh boy oh boy oh boy boy oh boy i'm not sure looking through the comments and reading the lyrics i don't know how and we'll see how it goes as time goes on but like Mm -hmm. i think the commenters are the problem here (laughs) and not the band necessarily uh yeah there's a lot of projection going on in these comments um what was the comment you uh, quote i guess the comment the comment (laughs) there are 13 comments on this i'm not even gonna read the one that actually i wanted to like call the cops on them but uh, I think my favorite comment uh, is, I've had this song on repeat for about six hours now. Jesus, I love this song. I tend to take everything and make it mean something to me personally. This totally fit my situation. I had a friend I love dearly. We got into a huge fight. And I was just like, okay, fuck you. I guess you'd have to know me and the person to understand. But yeah, it helped. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that that one barely even tries. They're <laughs> just yeah. like, you'd have to know me. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's the deal. It relates. <laughs> if you know me. what What's this commenter's name? Uh, this commenter's name is... Why you know know me? Uh, Mudvanian. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good name. Mudvanian. I kind of want to know you just to know how how this song relates to you just a little bit more. Uh, the comment I wrote down was from Nothing Face five five five, who said, "God, I love this song," but that should be evident, giving my name and all. Everything by Nothing Face is so good. This is probably one of my favorites up there. Was so few in the sick. When I hear this song, it makes me think of loving a person so much that it makes you sick, and you just want to get them out of your life because it's so painful. That's probably not what they were thinking about, but hey, I'm sure they don't mind that people interpret it differently. I'm sure they don't mind. And as reasonable yeah. as you are, if you love someone so much it makes you sick and you want them to go away, perhaps you should seek therapy to <laughs> develop yep. you know, intimacy. Also, should be noted, a uh, longtime commenter, it's been a while, Muzzy is back. Oh, Muzzy. Muzzy. Says, yeah, the song rocks, man. This is the only Nothing Face song I know, and I love it. So, Muzzy's back. We got a lot of opinions and projections. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right. All right. Let's, Let's do keep, it. Keep going. We got the same solution. Break for this attack. 
Jenny, this chorus, mm-hmm. this chorus, holy shit. This is one of the bloodiest choruses that we've encountered mm-hmm. in a while. It's been a while. It has been. I'll read this to you, Matt. Who's next? All right. With the fucking bruised knees in the, bruised knees in the black shirt, screaming all right in the bloody black back seat of my black hearse, Hanging all right on a fucking meat hook in my basement. Who's next? All right. It's everybody's time to die. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. If I walked into someone's basement and they had a meat hook, Mm -hmm. I would spin around daintily and walk right out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't like that at all. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me tell you, when uh, I pulled up this song on Song Meanings, and I saw it had zero comments, I was like, that doesn't seem right. And so I went and searched around and found that there was a different Same Solution page, and it had 11 comments. And then when I went to those, I said, whoa, this this might have been a mistake. But Uh-oh. I'm here. I haven't discovered that one. Oh, boy. So, man with the meat hook. Of course. He's back. Oh. Well, he's been here all along. He's really been here all along. And he said, this song kicks you in the ass from beginning to end. This is as close as you're going to get to getting inside a sick fucking serial killer's head. Just another song to prove that Nothing Face is one of the best bands out there. And you're like, okay, Lauren, that seems fine. Ghost wishing. I got arrested for singing this song to an ex-girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> um, ghost wishing. Hey, buddy. You can't get arrested for just singing to somebody. You left something out of the story, bud. Well, you get- Did you break into someone's house to sing to them? Was there a restraining order, perhaps? Well, later on in the song, the lyric is, yeah, fuck, you'll die, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then someone named Rayal says, meat hooks are so hot. Rayal, what is going on? What is going on? (laughs) What is going on? Uh, 
boy. Some, Let me tell you. Something ya. a little twisted. Somebody like something a little twisted. I'm a fake. Got <laughs> mm. bad I, fairies. I like <laughs> I like the movie Hellraiser. <laughs> I'd fuck Pinhead. Don't question it. Um uh hey, you're uh, you're boyfriend's been um trapping us in his puzzle box and it's really making us mad sploosh she is definitely into this guy yeah, she just splashed out i don't know she what she splashed saying. out yeah th- th- they're not breaking up no oh, man i, was, I was not listening to the lyrics when uh, in that listen i was listening to the emotion of the song mm-hmm. and uh that's a ripper that's a ripper and a half Matt, and then, uh, the you lyrics put your arms are literally about ripping. So, yeah, <laughs> they did it. They did. Yeah, Matt, you put your arms in the air like well, I was uh, nervous. announcing a goal. Yeah, well, I was very excited because number one, we got to activate a pit, which I haven't done in a while. Uh, so I was very excited about that. And then they get to that part where it's like the raising motion of the song. So you the, you have the ascending guitar riff that just keeps going back up and up and up. And he goes to his smoother style vocals. And then it gets to the point where it's like, they're on the high dive. What kind of dive are we going to do? And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Do do a stage dive. Don't do a butt dive. And uh, they stage dove. And they got in the crowd and they mixed it up. And I was a very happy soul. There you have it. There you have it. All right. I think we're ready to keep going through violence. What we got next? All right, we've got For All the Sin. So I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed getting changed on this song. Um, so I kind of walked back a little bit of my I only need screams when this one came on. I was like uh, I I'm on board. I'm on board. Um, and I thought it had some cool dynamics. I thought it had a strong riff. It had a bit more of a swing to it. I'm not gonna say this song is fun. I don't think nothing face traffic's in fun. 
Um, but it it's maybe as close as you can get so far to a bit more uh, fun to it. And uh, the lyrics are a little more a um, little more poetic and less uh, less literal. You know, I'm gonna hang you on a meat hook sort of thing. So I enjoyed that as well. And so yeah, this was my uh, this was my favorite song so far. Jenny, thoughts? Uh, I thought the song was all right. Um, I prefer more of the rippers as always i didn't mind it though mm-hmm. um i think i w- am bought up bought in enough uh so far in this record that i was like okay i see we're kind of going back and forth a little bit um i thought it was all right definitely not my favorite song on the album but mm-hmm. i wasn't mad to listen to it yeah it's funny that you say the changing because i was like this one might be a bridge too far for me. Like I'm, I'm kind of halfway there, but I didn't not like it. You know what I mean? I'm not like actively disliking the song. For mm-hmm. me, the song just kind of it's, it falls flat. It's just a shitty. It's not what I'm going for. It didn't grab me the way I think it would grab another person. But I respected the song and I didn't actively dislike it. It just wasn't for me. I get it. So it sucked, and I hate there it. it right. is. There it is. Bullshit. Whoa. Bring some of that violence energy, Matt. Bring yeah, it what in. What the fuck? Well, that, I'll yeah. tell you what. The projection hasn't stopped because <laughs> songmeanings.com has a has one that I like. Mm. Uh, KC eighty four eighty four says this song is from the perspective of an accomplice to murder. Perhaps he's younger and more naive, and the murderer's older and corrupting him. But the murderer is getting old, and the accomplice wants to destroy the murderer. Classic. Classic. I hope you're all right. And uh, don't believe them if they tell you kids don't go to jail. Because that's how the kid in the DC sniper case wound up in prison for life. Oh, there it is. It's going to the Supreme Court soon. Ooh, something to look forward to. That's right. I know you all come here for DC that Sniper hot case. DC Sniper Goss. Yeah. Oh, give all us the, that. All the way Welcome back. Welcome back to Sniper Goss. <laughs> sniper Goss. It's I've actually been like reading a lot about this case. It's it's fucked. That's crazy. What? What? We're not that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> true crime. But to t- true crime. To t- true crime. It's just a weird, it's just a, it's I mean, classic like abusive dude weird relationship with this like younger kid driving around shooting people he's a serial killer but because they were black people aren't like oh let's learn more what was his devious plan they're like oh they're black throw him in jail because the world is a dumpster fire <laughs> wow Songmeetings.com. i just wrote that all on the comment to the song <laughs> <laughs> i responded to kc8484 Oh boy! Well, there we have it. Well, this next song title, Jenny. Yeah, we're keeping with the violent theme. Uh, Can't wait for violence. It activated. But it's all right, the belt. It's all you have with the 
Okay. This song's a ripper. It'd be an all-timer if it had a better chorus. I can go with that. I can agree with that. This song starts, I'm like, oh, we got some Chuggy Boy here, but it's got that momentum. The drums are really kicking in. I'm like, let's fucking go straight ahead in these verses. I'm like, take me to church with this chorus. It goes into a smooth boy, a bit of a chain zine. And I was like, not today. That's what I said to a chain zine. I said, not today. Wow. Give me something else. I needed something screamed. So this one, it's, it's, it's almost there. The riff is sweet, but the chorus kind of lets me down a little bit. But overall, though, I feel like it's I feel like there's more verses than chorus to the song, so I still think it pretty is a pretty good rip. And actually, Matt, if you go to four oh three, the scream outro on this song, quite something else. Here we go. get it out of your system incredible if i can go if i can go back quickly matt holt screams threats curses and verses indeed true and the guitar let's just go ahead and call it molested (laughs) (laughs) as i started saying that i was like i don't want to finish this but i've started it (laughs) you have oh man so yeah this one yeah it's it's a ripper could have been an all-timer as is still pretty good jenny your thoughts uh yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit i also could have done without the changing especially in this song because i think it had good bones Nothing Phase 555 says this song, damn good, but only if you like hard shit. I don't know exactly what it means, but it sure as hell is a good mosh song. I get chills when he sings, I can't wait for violence. And the funny thing is, that's like the softest part of the song. And never to be outdone, Ghost Wishing says suicide, homicide, matricide, patricide. Tool APC comes in and says, Ghost wishing, it's about more than that. Ah, <sighs> uh, man, indeed. Is that a got him? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's a got him. It seems like he wanted to get him, but he feels just like is he like ghost wishing? It's more than that. It's but like then a, he just, it's he a stops. you don't get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you it's don't get it about. More than that. Okay. God. Ghost wishing. I can't can't get get arrested for singing. I can't do this on every song, ghost wishing. It wasn't just the singing that got you arrested. It was about more than that. The police officer asked you to leave and you violently sang this song, resisting arrest at the same time. I... Ghost wishing, I can't do this right now. Okay. Uh, Finals are tomorrow. (laughs) I need to study. Get some rest. God. 
Ghost Wishing, if you could just please slip in your your part of the rent underneath my door, because I can't with you right now. All right, but I do need your part of the rent, please. Please. All right. Up next, we've got Dead Like Me. <laughs> So on first glance, I'd say this could be like the radio song a little bit. Yep. Maybe, possibly. Um, but you, you look at these lyrics and they say things like, why can't I, why can't I, why can't I get this blood off my hands? You're like, hmm. Uh-oh. That's a bit much. This is a classic McBee situation. <laughs> Mick B? Macbeth. Oh, Macbeth. Oh, yeah. Mick B. Indeed. Indeed. You know, I always love it when we get to talk about Billy Shakes on the oh, pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and his great impact on on the genre, you know? <laughs> big um, time. Big time. Because, uh, listen, much like new metal, he's dealing with tragedy. He's dealing with comedy. He's dealing with gender roles. Mm-hmm he's uh he's touching it all usurpers oh definitely usurpers all the time oh how about how about posers hmm Mm. how about some posers and fakes read yourself some julius caesar yeah oh man iago from othello oh oh fucking he's he would get a no thank you (laughs) i want the liner notes to each (laughs) Macbeth. to each Macbeth. to each shakespeare play (laughs) iago no thank you no thank you um did you ever see the um the teenage retelling of othello called O? yeah are you nuts i saw the theater like three times okay all right um that was you think i am i'm sorry when i was in college somebody uh some uh, somebody came up to me and they said I heard you like fucked up movies. And I was like, I do. And they're like, you got to watch this. And they gave me a copy of O. And I was like, really? And so I got my buddy McCarty and I was like, somebody told me this movie's fucked up. And he's like, the teenage version of O, of Othello? And I was like, yeah, apparently. And so we watched it together and we were like, yeah, it's it's Othello, but with teens. Mm-hmm. Hot um, teens. Yeah. Well, I mean, all I can really remember is what Mackay Pfeiffer and... um. And uh, Josh Hartnett, right? As Iago, right? Julia Stiles, yeah. Julia Stiles! Yeah. How did I forget I Julia I think Stiles? it was her, because she was also in 10 Things I Hate About You, which is like a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. 
Wow. Yeah. That girl so, was all about all about literary re- reinterpretations in cinema. Well, she looked smart. She did. She did. Um, she does. They still they cast her as a journalist in uh, Hustlers. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez is the best part. We've That's got, why she yeah. was in the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, because she was in the movie Hustlers. And they, oh. and they were like, yeah. Be, be, it's be all in, coming together. Be in the Super Bowl. Um, but we got, <laughs> we got off. Matt walked away for a second. We got way off topic. We've so been talking sorry. about Billy Shakes for a minute here. Uh, Billy um, Shakes. And the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. I heard the, <laughs> the McBee reference. So Yeah. Can't get the blood off. Out, out, damn hands. spot. Yep. Yep. But uh, really, this comment by System Braden oh is, is truly where things, I, I, I mean, off the rails, I, I could not believe this comment. And he says it, let's say, let's say something about these comments. Everyone is confident. They are confident about what they say. I have looked and tried to find any sort of proof that what these comments claim are factual, not a fucking thing to be found. So this probably isn't true, but please read, Lauren. All right. This is from System Braden. The song is about killing your girlfriend's friends for ruining your relationship by the spreading of rumors and word of mouth. Matt was in a relationship with a girl while he was in Nothing Face, and his girlfriend's friends were always telling his girlfriend how he is out on the road and cares more about his music than her, and he could be out there doing anything behind her back. Pretty much, they manipulated her into breaking up with him, and this is him singing about how things might have worked out if he would have just killed her friends. I don't think that's what it's about. I also don't agree with this idea that if Matt had just killed her friends, things would have been easier. Why? Wait a minute. Her friends were the bitches lying. And they're also not her, so she's fine. They're spreading rumors, punishable by death. Ooh, that's true. I forgot about that. If you spread a rumor, (laughs) you can be killed. If you spread a rumor about Mm -hmm. your friend's boyfriend... Yes. Legally, uh-huh. he can stab you, but only if he's swiping. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's got to be swiping. He's got to be slicing. He can't be slashing. He has mm. to be swiping. Swiping. Like a butter motion. <laughs> oh, it's like a sideways. <laughs> yes. And he can he can butter knife you to death <laughs> if you spread a rumor. I'm you just rumor. citing the law. Okay. All right. So that's dead like me. Oh, I think boy. we're going to have to check out the law. You know, look into whatever you want. <laughs> I didn't go to school for this. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't lawyers, baby. Yeah, but I'll defend you if you need somebody. <laughs> uh, my counsel, Jennifer Bloomer. You're going to go to jail. <laughs> but if that's what you want anyway, just call me. I'll be there. When you know the end result, I'm cheap. There you go. There you if, go. If you're looking to save money but also still go to jail, Jenny is your one-stop shop. If you're looking for a lawyer who will just say, it's about more than that, your over honor. and over again. Your honor. Your honor. 
it's about more than that. May I approach? No. May I approach? No, you cannot. Respectfully, may I? No. Your Honor? Why? I'm going to approach. All right. Bailiff, hold her in contempt. It's uh, about. <laughs> hold it. Bailiff, back off. I have oh, to hear this. Oh, okay. It's about more than that. Innocent. Boop. <laughs> There we go. Hey, once you win one, that's the beginning of a streak. Oh, Just yeah. Just put that out there. I'll get a commercial real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, up next, we got a song called Blue Skin. I wonder what this is about. Smurfs. Three apples high. Papa Smurf. Three apples high. Gargamel. I got machine guns, and yes, they're lots of fun. We got some bullets, and we're mowing everybody down. We are sticking to our themes. We are sticking to our thesis. And that thesis is violence. Mm -hmm. The motif Mm -hmm. is violence. That's true. I wrote in my notes, you get that ominous bell. So you're like, okay. We're in for it. I don't know what it is yet, but we're in for it. Then we get this punchy, fast riff. I'm like, oh, shit. We're in the pocket. Then we go in. I'm like, oh, boy. It's a ripper for sure. And the Smooth Boy, Allison Chainsy chorus, just enough. Just enough. Not too much. And uh, we were really really doing it. Um, Jenny, thoughts on Blue Skin? Uh, this is my favorite song on the record so far. Mm. I I can't remember exactly what point it is, but toward the end of the song, we really start digging in and going for it. I believe it's 225. All right, let's go there because I'm not hearing what you've heard yet. So let's go for it. But I swear I saw the evil, evil that bleeds from the sky. <laughs> from the sky. Wait, I think it's coming out. Way more into this. 
If it wasn't activated before, it is now. It has been activated. This is... Look out, you're about to get crowd killed. Yeah. That's... This happens a lot on this record where, like, if you just listen to the top, you're kind of like, all right, it's very samey. But once you dig in, there's all sorts of stuff that's really great. And I think... That's why it wound up on a list of albums that were like overlooked. I think mm-hmm. that's probably why it struggled a bit to have commercial success. Because if I recall listening to records at that time, you listen yep. to the first couple minutes. And if it's not grabbing you, you're like, skip, skip, skip. But yep. a lot of the stuff that I think is really great in this record is kind of buried in the middle and at the end of songs. Yeah, it's patient which is a thing not a lot of, you can't say a lot of new re- metal records are patient. No, they're giving you, they're giving you their heat right up front. And yeah, these guys for, I mean, they're, yeah, they're practicing, you know, let's, let's space it out. Let's build, let's build up to something. And yeah, man, 18, 19, you're just like, I don't got time to wait for you to build. Just give me that heat now. But if you wait it out, nothing face, they'll fucking do it. They will fucking rip it up. When this happened, I was like, man, worth the wait. It really yeah. paid off in this one. This one, this is a really, really good song. Um, songmeanings.com. I only had one comment that I liked, Jenny. Did you have any that you really liked? You go for it. All right. Comment is from a commenter 916-915-7017. I think that's their phone number. I'm getting a headache trying to figure this song out. I, too, at first thought it just might have something to do with aliens. Then I thought it could be about war or something. Machine guns, etc. I saw the evil that bleeds from the sky. Bombs, maybe? Taking certain medicines or drugs can cause you to develop blue skin. So, tool APC, research about it before going on about how much more you know. I think the song is about evil in general and how he sees it, dot, dot, dot. A lot going on there. Yeah. Uh, I did have one that I liked from Boy Hits Car. I'm thinking Blue Skin is a police officer. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking for cops everywhere, you'll find cops everywhere. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Oh, boy. So, yeah, Blue Skin... And also, once again, they they have a bit of a, like I said, that smooth boy chorus, but it doesn't matter because this thing is just ripping the fuck up. So, well done, Nothing Face. Well done. Matt, it looks like you're doing some pretty serious reading over there. Yeah. I'm guessing. No, I'm not. I'm reading the lyrics, right? I've got my green eyes. I got my glass high. I got my thunder, and it's rolling straight up inside. She's got the real shit, gave me a facelift. We've got this spaceship, and we're just a dot in the sky. For me, I'm guessing, not going deep into it, this is about being asphyxiated on drugs and his skin's being turning blue because he is choking. <laughs> Lack of oxygen. That could be it. Or it could be about some fucking pigs. That's true. <laughs> that is very possible. Or it could be about Smurf. Indeed. 
A lot of options. A lot of options. Mm -hmm. It's really whatever you need it to be. Indeed. I'd say. Whatever you need. All right. Up next, we've got Filthy. starts promising sounds a little different chuggy riffs but these smooth vocals really not working here like kind of at all and uh this one just seems like a bit of a missed opportunity could have put some screams on it but uh yeah so i wasn't a not a not a huge fan of this one kind of lacking and yeah, lacking it 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 gave me a bit of a flaw vibe but the mm-hmm. guy in Flaw can sing. So, like, can, you know, actually has has the pipes in that way. And uh, I'm not saying I want him to sing this song, but I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, this just felt like uh, yeah, a real missed opportunity. Jenny? I wasn't feeling this one. Um, I felt like I was being chained, and he says chained in it, which gave me a little chuckle. But... <laughs> Yeah, not so much for me. It does seem like a sad relationship song. What's going on here? We don't understand each other. You lying. But hey, who knows? Not not for me. Not a bad song, but it didn't hit for me like a lot of yeah. the other songs did. Yeah. Matt? It started and I was like, ooh, this one might be the weakest song on the album. And it kept going, and it kind of turns into a more radio-friendly-ish modern rock warbler. Um, And I was like, they're kind of doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. Not the nothing face thing that they've done so far in the record, but kind of like a... how How do I say this? I don't always know how bands cross over when they have a screamer leading them off you know 
the bands that tend to cross the threshold into being bigger bands in general have a front man who can do both but really gets successful when they sing i think that's a fair statement there's some people that have been able to scream their whole career be guttural be that but they never i can't think of one and i'm probably not thinking of the most obvious ones but there's there hasn't been one that that's like a hundred percent of their hits is usually like even like slipknot he can you know Corey can scream and growl and do all that but their most successful crossover hits have come from singing. So to hear Nothing Face try to sing and get some of these pieces in place, it's not what I want from the band when I'm listening to this album, but I understand the play. Mm. Because like of the two records, the first one is very bleak. And kind of inaccessible but has a lot of promise the second one i don't remember as well but this one is like feels more complete so far mm-hmm. so to mm-hmm. kind of put the, the and it's not, unfortunately not a super hooky song but to put a song like this here that you could play for somebody and it's not you know what i mean like a mass audience can hear and they're like that isn't for me but mm-hmm. they can hear something like this and be like, it opens the door and they like that song. So when they hear the raw, they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, get I, that. Had, I had a lot more to say about Filthy than I thought I would ever have yeah, in my whole right. life. Hey, hey, You're so in search of hooks and there are no hooks to be found. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, I, it's that song and it just didn't get there, unfortunately. Mm. All right. Well, I think. I think we're ready to do this next one. Okay, up next we've got Hidden Hands. So this uh, song surprised me because it gave me huge quicksand vibes. Hmm. Like that was immediately where my brain went. So I was like, good riff. I'm into that. I'm talking about more evil people. To see you, to realize the rot inside. You're evil, but placid. I feel sick. Ugh. Ugh. You don't want to hear that. You hate to hear it when someone's like... 
looking at you. I see the rot. You're like, not now. Hey. I'm studying for finals. I don't need this. All right? That's a little much for a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, if you thought that Ghost Wishing and Tool APC were done fighting, you're wrong. Because in the comments, Ghost Wishing says, uh, you're both wrong. It's about the first drummer who quit. This was in reference to a couple of previous commenters. Tool APC says, shut the fuck up, Ghost Wishing. You're the one that's wrong. You don't even know what you're talking about, jackass. And then The Way We Trust says, Last I checked, this site mainly tailors to what you think the songs mean. Pull your panties back up and quit your whining if you don't agree with someone. Oh, and try and join the music. Try to join the music? Try and join the music. Oh. Try to join the music. (laughs) I fucking dare you. Hey, bro. Try to join the music. Just join it. Join it. Don't huh? be stupid. Join the music. Dumbo. Dumbo. Pick up this guitar and <laughs> molest it. <laughs> molest just, the guitar, Dumbo. Hey, Dumbo, just grab the guitar and just start, you know, inappropriately touching it. Yeah. <laughs> Get your dick on the fret. <laughs> oh, no. It's like one of those slide bar things. Whammy it with your rod, bro. Oh, It'll boy. make it go. Wham, wham. <laughs> we're, we're try to join the music. Hey, man, try to join the music. Top of our game, Jenny. We're top you of know, our game. Look, this is a free podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, the best oh, boy. The Jenny, what'd you think of Hidden Hands? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. I think this song is interesting because it kind of it seems to go back and forth between like what I'd consider to be rippers and then mild changing. So uh, this kind of stayed true to that form. Um, I was like, chop the top. Yeah, that top is not good. I again, this is like another song that toward the end you get some more like hotness coming in which i enjoyed but yeah uh i don't know i liked it i liked it i like nothing face what can i say yeah what can you do all right you want to talk about some other songs (laughs) i would love to talk about some more songs sure you just you just gotta gotta tell me if you want to join the music i want to join the music okay i'm next it's american love Corrupt your 
Once again, staying on theme, we all just want to see you get kicked in the face. There it is. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, listening to this album while doing notes, the aggression, the misanthropy is overwhelming. Talking about it with you guys kind of tempers it a bit, but I do feel like listening to this thing just track after Front track. Front to back, yeah. It can be it can be overwhelming in this just sort of like I, I, it's funny because we deal with so many albums that are full of negative emotions and hostility, but this one uh, it it does feel a bit more um, laser focused, and I think also it, it's that thing of like. Um, for every track that has like a poetic way of talking about things, then when we just get crushingly literal of we all just want to see you get kicked in the face. Like you said, Jenny, if you are in the mode for this thing, it's really going to work. But if you're not quite angry enough for it, it may just feel like, um, dude, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that I, that was like, that was my experience. I was just like, all right, Jesus. And then I got mad and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Very much so. The aggression is required. Yeah, we do just want to see you get kicked in the face. Um, I'm concerned about KC8484. Uh, oh. They've returned. Oh, boy. Um, so the song is obviously about bad influences in society and peer pressure. People pressuring you to do fucked up shit, like people who use you. People act all behind that person, but in reality, they want to see him or her fucked up. Look, KC8484. <laughs> Stop hanging out with whoever you're hanging out yeah, with. Yeah, man, you're hanging around trouble, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this song and you're like, oh, this is like all those people I know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Get a new <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. You need to find a different mastermind group. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I I didn't dig into these lyrics until we, like, sat down pretty much. So um, I think that this album does work as just sort of like uh, this throw the net over the rage feeling because you're only going to catch every... Every, like, sprinklings of the lyrics. And when you do, it's like, fuck you, kick, like, <laughs> blood, like, whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, when you dig in, boy, oh, boy, is it bleak. Yeah, because you're like, oh, meat hook in the basement? Oh, no. <laughs> Turn around. Turn around. And yeah. Leave. Yeah. That can only mean that they've, like, had it a while. They got it in the basement. They set it up as one sets up a meat hook. I mean, they've got to go to the meat hook store and be like, where are you putting this? In your, uh, you got like a butcher shop or anything? No, where just you... basement. Oh, you just, you just got to put it in your, in your you basement. got a kid. Are, you, are you like a hunter or uh, you process a lot of deer? I process a lot. Oh, please. Oh, well, if you could just uh, write down your address here, and uh, we're going to give it to the pigs. Oh. <laughs> I have a quick cue. Sure. How respectful of our time is this album? This album is 49 minutes and 28 seconds long. There it is. 
yeah, so it's respectful of our time. Yep. I think that the uh, definition of that has evolved over the course of the show, but I I'm think f- under 50, sub 50 was the initial yeah, the indicator. Yeah, swipe. Yeah. I, I have some thoughts at the end, but that's not bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the next song has an all-timer of a title. Mm-hmm. The Everlasting Godstopper. Got him. Got him. <laughs> So I kind of like the variation on the chorus there. It wasn't just a sung thing. It was almost, I don't know if it was talked or just something different, but it was a nice change from what they had been doing with the choruses for a lot of the album. Uh, did you feel this album was samey, Jenny, or did you feel it had enough variety? That's sort of a, a tough question because it did, What after listen, listening to it, it did feel samey. While I was listening to it, I felt like there was variation within the songs, mm-hmm. but it did feel samey after a while. I know that that doesn't make sense to say, but like within the songs themselves, I feel like we get lots of different stuff, but eventually it kind of all washes over as one thing to me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. I had a I had a similar feeling because it would be like y- you would have moments. It would never be like a sustained thing, but you'd be like, does this sound like the song before? But then there would be some sort of change that would take you out of it. But there would be, I mean, maybe, I mean, we're talking about like the nothing face sound maybe is what we're hearing, but it would sometimes hit me in this sort of like, I don't know if I've heard this sound too many times now. And yeah, yeah. I like... W- like they've kind of pulled that a stylistic choice of like very aggressive and then pulling back into that kind of the interesting thing about the cha- the changing is it's not a butt dive like they're not going 
it's full warble and full like, <laughs> but it is a step back from the pace that they're at. Mm-hmm. And like, I can do that a little bit, but then like, if I saw this live, I would kind of be like, again, I just want to go. Can we just go? It's true. It's true. I wrote my notes also, why is this song five minutes? This is one of the few where I was like, I don't know why this song is five minutes. Yeah, these songs are long, too. They contain multitudes, mm-hmm. but they're long. Yeah. I, I just liked this comment from Rusted Thoughts, who said, I don't really think Matt from Nothing Face is really big into God. <laughs> you think? God. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Message received. Well... To be fair, it was in response to Still Life who said, for me, this is the voice that I'm giving this person. Okay, I got it. For me, this song is about a misguided friend I had that oftentimes persuaded me to sin, which compromised my relationship with God, thus a God stopper. <laughs> which I thought was the cutest comment I've ever read. Wow. Thus a God stopper. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Still life, you got you got to find KC eight four eight four. You you two got to get together. I agree. Uh, I did like this this wholesome turn on the rusted thoughts comment after saying I don't really think Matt I don't really think Matt from Nothing Face is big into God. They say as with most music, you can talk a song your own way, which is always cool. But Nothing Face has taken some stances against religion in the past at live shows. So still life, you can take it as you want, but I don't really believe this song is pro-God. It was such a nice way to say, I don't think so. They could have they could have gone for a gotem. Yeah. But it was a, hey, I hear you mm. and I don't agree. Love that. Nice. Nice Thus, when it happens. A God stopper. <laughs> a God stop. Thus, the last song, uh, Piss and Vinegar. <laughs> Let's do it. rocking our way out the door with this one i liked it but at this point it did feel definitely felt like more of the same i don't necessarily want to say it's redundant but um maybe maybe that's what i mean maybe it is a little bit redundant so jenny what'd you think i agree i was 
confused by the decision to put a ripper as the last song. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that maybe could have been placed a little bit earlier mm. in the album. I mean, I maybe I just expected the last song to be a little bit more of a slow voice since we have had that like intermittent changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember back to the other Nothing Face records, but I feel like they're not a slow boy band. Like, I don't know if they've got a slow boy bone in their body, really. Like a true slow boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I was saying slow boy like uh, like filthy. You oh, okay. know? Like to All me, right. that would be the Nothing Face equivalent of a slow boy. Okay, I get that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I thought... Uh, you know, for an outro, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm always going to be fine with, you know, a, a ripper is a close. Um, I still, I mean, lengthwise, this was a, well, no, this one was three and a half minutes long. So that's, you know, not too bad. Didn't really take a super long time to go out. And it does end with a very emphatic fuck. I so, did appreciate that. Yeah. That was a nice little outro with that. So... Couldn't be too mad about that. Matt, thoughts on Piss and Vinegar? The sameness really started to come through for me on that song. Where I was kind of like, okay, it's a rocker. It's a good song. But let's talk about the canon, baby. All right. It's that time in the show where we talk about... Canon talk. Talk about the canon. Lauren. Yeah. I nominate you. Thank you. I accept your nomination. Um, Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this album is incredibly angry. And depending on where you are at in your own personal anger is really, I think, the ultimate thing will determine whether or not this record is going to work for you. And on a few listens, it was one of those things like, is it a door or is it a wall? Am I entering or do I feel like I'm just slamming against something? And more times than not, I felt like it was a wall than a door. Um, Not a bad record because it felt, this thing felt fucking true. Like I didn't not believe a moment on it. So for that is definitely a plus. Also, I mean, like you said, Matt, even with the chainsing though, this thing, pretty fucking new metal like oh yeah yeah there was there was no uh no hesitation no i wonder when i was listening to this if i were to put anything just as an option for the canon i feel like blue skin that's what i would put i wouldn't do the whole record that that it, it it's too um i mean really this album could have been called results may vary all depending wow yeah wow jenny your thoughts uh, I agree with what you said. It's super duper mood dependent. I think, um, I enjoyed this record, uh, when I was angry or not, but especially so when I was angry, but I agree with you that it's not, I think what it's missing, well, maybe not what it's missing, but I think what I would have liked more was to see a little bit more, fun not maybe not even fun but Mm -hmm. just it's just crushing it's crushing when you listen to it and i don't think that's necessarily bad but when you've got that 
I think it's like that kind of anger, but then all the chainsing that like slows it down. It sort of felt like being dragged through the mud more than I would have liked to. I agree that Blue Skin would be the closest thing to a song that I'd put in the canon. And that's specifically because of what starts happening after about three minutes in the song. Because mm-hmm. I do think that once we get to that, like the the last part of what we heard at the end of the song, that was like kind of like a unique, interesting, and I thought awesome piece of a song. That's like a lot unlike a lot of things that we have in the canon. Mm-hmm. That's really all I would do. Because I enjoyed this, but... I'm not sure that it's something that I feel like I would say you gotta, you gotta hear it. Right. Yeah. Matt. I really enjoyed the listen. There's a lot of good stuff on here. Um, when we got to that breakdown in blue skin, I was like, Whoa, hold on to your ass. That's awesome. I would dare to say, that they needed to cut one or two songs off this record and laser focus it in mainly because of the subject matter, like 10 songs that rip through you about, about anger, distrust and murder, (laughs) you know, like meat hooks, baby meat hooks. I think everybody can hang for that. When you get to 12 and you've got longer songs, it can start to feel a little sloggy, a little samey, a little difficult. And they pull it off because they have great songs and they're craftsmen. And you can tell that they've matured a ton from the first two records, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um but I still kind of feel like, why didn't this... The question I'm like asking myself is, why didn't this one break? Because I know that we're going to hear once this goes up from people who really connected with this record. Because a lot of people were like, can't wait till you get to violence by Nothing Face. You know? And I get it. Like, I hear this record and I'm like, 16 to 18-year-old me hearing this album and being like, yep. I'm there. I'm pissed. Let's go. Let's do it. But uh, I wish they would have done something besides the light changing for the smooth vocals. I just don't know what that answer is. And that's why I'm kind of like, go down to 10 songs and don't change me at all. (laughs) This thing is a ruiner. Just. Yeah. I, I would guess that it didn't hit. The the hooks are few and far between. Um, I think that was part of it. And I think because the songs are on the longer side. Like most of the songs are in the four and a half minute zone. Mm-hmm. So that's a little long. And a lot of the stuff that I think is like true like ripper shit is buried in the song. So you got to get through a couple minutes. Like I... When I was like mentally noting, like, oh, we should go here in the song, it was always like two thirty, three something. Like it's always like buried in the song. So they go out on a strong note. And I think that's like sort of the roller coaster of listening to it. 
Because half the time you're like, oh man, like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. And then the top of it, and a lot of it is like that light changing. So I just think it's not as accessible as it would have needed to be. Even like, I think adding in the pieces that were meant to make it more accessible kind of like muddied the things that I think are really great about the band and made it feel like less accessible to me. Um, so I don't know. I, I can see why I, I can see why somebody would really connect with this album and like it a lot. I can also Absolutely. see why there weren't hits. Yeah. This, this album requires more work. Like, yeah, just like doing it for the show and like listening, taking notes. I was like, I'm, I'm doing the work with this record. It wasn't an easy breezy listen. Um, but getting through it though, you do find those rewards. But if you think about, you know, what was connecting summer of 2000 or what have you, people weren't looking to put in work, you know, right. they were looking for the sickness. Okay. Who could blame them? Who could, who could, so uh, how do we feel? The blue skin? Blue skin. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. Blue skin by Nothing Face in the canon. Welcome. 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 And that does take us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email with your underrated new metal albums roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'll be back next week um, maybe we'll do another new metal album because that's what we do <laughs> yeah let's we'll see <laughs> we'll see until next time Jenny thank you Lauren thank you Matt thank you thank you all right Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.